Have you ever found yourself wondering about the role that Canadians played in old-time radio? Well, wonder no more. During the next 60 minutes, we'll delve into the careers of actors, writers, and directors who went abroad to find work, as well as those who stayed right here in Canada. Join me as together we explore Canadians in old-time radio. I'm Devin Wilkins, founder and president of CATRA, the Canadian Old-Time Radio Alliance. And if you'd like to go to CATRA's uh, website, and that would be www.cotra.ca, you'll find all sorts of interesting tidbits that will whet the appetite of any fan of Canadian Old-Time Radio. Well, today for our Made in Canada segment, we have a program that was called English and French Folk Songs of Canada, and the co-hosts were Alan Mills and Hélène Bayargent. The recording doesn't quite catch the beginning of the program, but I don't think you'll mind because it was very, very close. Du salon Madelon Sous les feuilles de chêne Je m'y suis fait sécher Sur la plus haute branche Le rossignol chantait Tu danses bien Madeleine Ricodon Madelon T'accordes bien Madeleine Du talon Madelon Chante Rossignol, chante toi qui as le cœur gai, tu as le cœur à rire, moi je l'ai à pleurer, tu danses bien Madeleine, rigodon Madelon, t'accordes bien Madeleine, du talon Madelon. J'ai perdu mon ami sans l'avoir mérité Pour un bouquet de roses que je lui refusais Tu danses bien Madeleine, rigodon Madelon T'attends bien Madeleine du talon Madelon Among the English songs of Canada, there are many fine versions of most of the old traditional ballads of Britain And uh, a lot of them have been collected in Nova Scotia by Dr. Helen Clayton One of them is a very ancient narrative ballad called Lady Isabel and the Elf Knight. Uh, it's about a fellow who uh, made a practice of wooing wealthy young ladies until they agreed to elope with him, with uh, whatever jewels and money they could bring along, of course. Then he'd just lead them off to some quiet spot on the seashore, rob them of their clothes and money, and throw them into the ocean. Nice fellow. In fact, he got rid of, uh, oh, half a dozen gullible gals in that uh, charming manner, until he met up with this Lady Isabel and uh, she proved to be a little uh, too smart for him, as you'll hear. Now there was a lord in Ambertown, and he courted a lady gay. And all he wanted of this pretty maid was to take her sweet life away. Go get me some of your father's gold, and some of your mother's fee. And two of the best horses from your father's stall, where there's ten, thirty, and three. 
Well, she got him some of her father's gold and some of her mother's fee. And two of the best horses from her father's stall, where there stood thirty and three. Then she mounted on the milk-white steed, and he on the dapple grey. And they rode till they came to the salt seashore, two hours before it was day. Light off, light off, thy milk-white steed, light off, light off, said he. For it's six pretty maids I have drowned here, and the seventh you shall be. Take off, take off thy silken clothes, and give them here to me. For methinks they are too rich and fine for to rot in the salt, salt sea. Oh, if I must take off my silken clothes, then turn your face from me. For it would be a sin, such a false villain, a naked woman to see. Well, the Lord, he laughed as he turned about, and he stood by a wither tree. Then she threw her arms around his waist, and she pushed him into the sea. Lie there, lie there, you false-hearted knight, lie there at the bottom of the sea. For it's six pretty maids you have drowned here, go keep them company. Oh, he rolled high and he rolled low, then to the maid he cried, Stretch forth your hand, my pretty little dear, and I'll make thee my bride. Lie there, lie there, you false-hearted knight, lie there instead of me, for it's six pretty maids you have drowned here, but the seventh has drowned me. And so she had, and that was the end of him. No, oh, good. It serves him right. <laughs> well. well. My next song is about a young girl who was not so smart. In fact, she was an innocent, as we say. Very innocent. One day, her father sent her off to sea. And when a sailor asked her for a kiss, she said, Oh, no, I'm afraid someone will tell my father and he will punish me. And the sailor says, Ah, oh, come on, nobody will tell your father. Oh, yes. The birds will tell him. Nonsense, says the sailor. Birds can't speak. Certainly they can. They speak French and Latin fluently. And at that, the sailor just gives up. That's right. We should mention, perhaps, that, um, well, like so many of our French songs, this one has um, a sort of nonsense chorus. It's about jumping frogs and various other things that have nothing at all to do with the story. But it's a pretty good song. Mon père n'avait fille que moi, mon père n'avait fille que moi. Encore sur la mer, il m'envoie les sauts les chouettes sont beaux. En été, il n'y a pas de chaos, l'hiver aussi d'un don, elle était en vogue d'ondé. Le marinier qui m'y menait, le marinier qui m'y menait, ils devaient amoureux de moi. Les sauts pour les chemins sont beaux. En été, il n'y a pas de chaos, l'hiver en speed end, l'été en banquée, Ma mignonnette, embrassez-moi, ma mignonnette, embrassez-moi. Mais ni monsieur, je n'oserai. Les sauts les chemins sont beaux. En été, il n'y a pas de chaos, l'hiver en speed end, l'été en banquée, Car si mon papa le savait, car si mon papa le savait, fille battue, ce serait moi. Les sous-trapeaux, les chemins sont beaux. En été, il n'y a pas de chaos, l'hiver aussi d'un l'été en vogue d'onde. Voyons ma belle qui lui dirait, voyons ma belle qui lui dirait, ce seraient les oiseaux des bois, les sous-trapeaux, les chemins sont beaux. En été, il n'y a pas de chaos, l'hiver aussi d'un l'été en vogue d'onde. 
Les oiseaux des bois parlent-ils Les oiseaux des bois parlent-ils Il va français la terre aussi Les sauts, la peau, les chemins sont beaux En été, il n'y a pas de chaos L'hiver, on se L'été, on va gué, Hélas que le monde est malin Hélas que le monde est malin D'apprendre aux oiseaux le latin Les sauts, la peau, les chemins sont beaux Well, now, anyone who's ever been to Halifax must have visited or at least seen Citadel Hill, which is a well-known landmark and one of the main tourist attractions of that city. It's also a popular meeting place for young lovers. Thereby hangs a tale told in a song called Citadel Hill. Now one day in December I'll never forget A charming young creature I happily met Her eyes shone like diamonds, she was dressed up to kill She went slipping and tripping down Citadel Hill And sing fa la doodle um fa la doodle um fa la doodle um lady-i-day Now says I, my fair creature, please do me excuse to take my arm she did not refuse with her arm in mine i sure felt a thrill and so we went tripping down citadel hill and sing then early next morning to church we did go which made people talk as well you may know said the priest will you wed said i that we will and so we were buckled on Citadel Hill and sing Fa-la-doodle-dum, 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 lady-i-day. And so now we are married and the children have three. But me and the missus can never agree. She call it one Bridget, another one Bill. But I call the eldest one Citadel Hill and sing Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-
Mais quand sa botte fut faite, la rirette, la rirette, mais quand sa botte fut faite, elle s'endormit tout du long. Par hasard, par la passire, la rirette, la rirette, par hasard, par la passire, trois jeunes et beaux garçons. Le premier, un peu timide, la rirette, la rirette, le premier, un peu timide, la regarde, l'air mignon. Le deuxième, un peu plus brave, la rirette, la rirette, le deuxième, un peu plus brave, l'embrassa sur le menton. Ce que fit le troisième, la rirette, la rirette, ce que fit le troisième n'est pas dit dans la chanson. Si vous le saviez, mesdames, la rirette, la rirette, si vous le saviez, mesdames, vous iriez couper du jonc. Among the songs of our uh, maritime provinces, there are many homegrown ballads and other songs that were made up by woodsmen who worked in the lumber camps of that area. One of the best known of all these, well, rustic song makers was a man named Larry Gorman. He was a native of Prince Edward Island and worked in the forests of New Brunswick and Maine from the 1870s until a few years before his death in 1917, I think. But Gorman made up songs about almost anything at the drop of a hat. No one really knows how many songs he actually composed, but, but it was certainly well over a hundred. Everywhere he went, people referred to him as the man who makes the songs. Some of his ballads and other verses have been collected by Dr. Louise Manny of Newcastle, New Brunswick. And one of them is a song that warns young men at Prince Edward Island not to follow his example of leaving farm life on the island to work in the woods. It's called The Boys of the Island. <laughs> Now come all you young fellers of Prince Edward Island Come list to me a song and I'll tell you the truth It's true I'm a native of Prince Edward's Island I'll advise every young and sensible youth Now the boys on the island they say they're not happy To work on the farm they say it is no good They talk foolish nonsense they're rambunctious crazy To go off to Bangor and work in the woods First, a new suit of clothes is prepared for the journey. A long pair of boots made by Sherwood and Clark. And a fine can of decker filled up with good homespun. And then the young islander takes his embark. When he reaches Bangor, he gets off at the station. Old woodsmen gaze on him all with a keen eye. For they know by the clothes that the youngster is wearing. Tis easily seen that he's from T.I. Oh, a lumberman's life is of short duration Made up of tobacco, hard work and bad rum And I'll tell you right now and without hesitation That the worst of good days, boys, has yet got to come So come all you young fellers that wants to leave farming And go to the woods where you're sure to meet harm Just take my advice and give heed to my warning Stay home on the island and work on the farm in Quebec, we have many songs about priests. In fact, one of them is called Monsieur Curé, that is, Mr. Curate or parish priest. 
And uh, it's about a domestic uh, servant woman named Simone who makes the mistake to think she's in love with her employer. In this case, Monsieur Curé. It, uh, it is a dialogue song of questions and answers, uh, which Alan and I sing together. D'où venez-vous si craté, monsieur le curé? D'où venez-vous si craté, monsieur le curé? Je m'en reviens du marché, c'est mon nom, ma simone. Je m'en reviens du marché, ma petite mignonne. Que m'avez-vous apporté, monsieur le curé? Que m'avez-vous apporté, monsieur le curé? Des souliers, c'est pour danser, c'est mon nom, ma je voudrais me confesser, monsieur le curé, je voudrais me confesser, monsieur le curé. Dis-moi ton plus gros péché, c'est mon nom, ma Simone, dis-moi ton plus gros péché, ma petite mignonne. C'est celui de vous aimer, monsieur le curé. C'est celui de vous aimer, monsieur le curé. Alors faut se séparer, c'est mon nom, ma Simone. Alors faut se séparer, ma petite mignonne. Peut-être que j'en mourrai, monsieur le curé. Peut-être que j'en mourrai, monsieur le curé. Alors je t'enterrerai, si mon nom a Simone. Alors je t'enterrerai, ma petite mignonne. Est-ce que vous me pleurerez, monsieur le curé? Est-ce que vous me pleurerez, monsieur le curé? Non, car il faudra chanter, si mon nom a Simone. Requiescat in pace, ma petite mignonne. Well, now, so far the songs we've sung have come from Quebec and the Atlantic provinces. The next one, just for a change, comes from Ontario, where several hundred songs have been collected in recent years by Edith Folk in Toronto. And many of them came from a fine old traditional singer named O.J. Abbott, a one-time woodsman who died only about a year ago. And one I like very much is an amusing little song about Toronto's Don Jail. It's called The Banks of the Don, I'd like to sing it unaccompanied, as I heard Mr. Abbott sing it on several occasions. Now on the banks of the Don, there's a dear little spot, a boarding house proper where you get your meals hot. You get fine bread and water, and you don't pay a cent, and your taxes are paid for as well as your rent. So turn out every man of you all in the line, from the cell to the stone yard, you all must keep time. You'll work like a Turk till the bell, it strikes one in that grand institution just over the dawn. Now if you want to get into that palace so neat, drink tangled for two whiskey and get drunk on the street, you'll have a fine carriage to drive you straight down to the grand institution just over the dawn. So turn out every man of you all in the line From the cell to the stone yard you all must keep time You'll work like a Turk till the bell it strikes one In that grand institution just over the dawn Now our boarders are honest, not one of them steal We count all our knives and forks after each meal our windows are airy and barred up beside, just to keep our good boarders from falling outside. 
So turn out every man of you all in the line. From the cell to the stone yard, you all must keep time. You'll work like a Turk till the bell it strikes one in that grand institution just over the dawn. When Alan was speaking of Mr. Abbott, it reminded me of a very amusing song we learned from a student a few years ago. It's about an abbot in a monastery. It's a sort of a complaint song. Upstairs in the abbot's chambers, the words say, they eat roasted chicken, they drink champagne, and they smoke fine perfumed cigars. While here, down below, we poor apostles, novices, and moignons, that's little monks, we eat only fricassee stew, we drink only stale wine, and we smoke only cheap tobacco. The song is called Kyrie des Moines because it uses the Kyrie phrase from the Mass. It's not sacrilegious, I assure you. It's just a fun song. And here's how Alan and I sing it. Kyrie, Kyrie, dans les chambres de nos abeilles, on y mange, on y mange, que du poulet bien pesanté. Mais nous autres, pauvres apôtres, moignons et moines, nous ne mangeons que de la used up our half hour, and we would like to wind up this song-swapping session with one of the few bilingual songs of Canada. It's called, I Went to the Market. Now I went to the market, I went to the market, the first girl I met was la fille d'un avocat. I love the first girl I met was la vie d'un avocat. The first girl I met was la vie d'un avocat. Monsieur, what have you got dans ce beau petit panier-là? I love you. Vous m'attendez, girl. I love you. Vous m'attendez pas. 
Oh, monsieur, what have you got dans ce beau petit panier-là? Oh, monsieur, what have you got dans ce beau petit panier-là? I got some apples, en achèteriez-vous pas? I love you, vous n'en donnez guère. I love you, vous n'en donnez pas. Oh, I got some apples, en achèteriez-vous pas? I got some apples, en achèteriez-vous pas? Oh, give me two dozen spilled bananas for us. I love you, vous n'en donnez guère. I love you, vous n'en donnez pas. Oh, give me two dozen spilled banana to pair us up. Oh, give me two dozen spilled banana to pair us up. I give you two dozen spilled banana to pair us up. I love you. Vous n'attendez guère. I love you. Vous n'attendez pas. Oh, I give her two dozen spilled banana to pair us up. I give her two dozen spilled banana to pair us up. Such is the business of a graffiti and a book. I love you. Vous n'attendez guère. I love you. Vous n'attendez pas. I love you. Vous n'attendez guère. I love you. For the past half hour, you've been listening to a program of English and French folk songs of Canada, sung by the popular Canadian folk singers Hélène Bayergent and Alan Mills, accompanied by guitarist Gilbert Lacombe, and presented by the International Service of the CBC. Come sit down close by my side And the song to you I will sing For it is such a long, long time Since together you and I have been going to go from one Allen to another Allen because our Canadians Abroad segment features Alan Young, who was born in Vancouver and actually worked for the CBC for a while. But when they wouldn't give him a raise, he left for the States, and the rest is history. This time we're going to hear an episode from November 15, 1946, entitled Dinner at Duffy's Tavern. The Alan Young Show with our guest tonight, Ed Gardner, Archie of Duffy's Tavern. Alan Young is here to greet you, everybody, everywhere. Every Friday at this time, he comes to say hello, buyer, for a can of italics to products you should know. Again, and as usual, we take it to the little white cottage in Van Nuys, California, where we find the star of our show, 
that young man who is young today and young forever, Alan Young. Zero. Yeah, Zero, hand me that pen and ink. I've got to write another letter to Betty. That's the fifth letter you wrote today, Alan. That's how it is when the girl you love goes away. <laughs> I'll read this one here. Yeah. Dear Betty, I miss you. I miss you desperately. My life is meaningless without you. Gee, Alan, you're really suffering. <laughs> how long has Betty been gone? Her bus pulls out in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Awful zero. Now, now, Alan. You understand, the sun has been blotted out from the sky. The stars have disappeared from the heavens. Alan, that's not Betty's fault. That's his California weather. (laughs) Betty and I have never been separated before. The the song has gone out of my life. I'm lost. I feel like Rogers without his Hammerstein. Like like Gilbert without his Sullivan. Like Tosk without his Ninny. Why don't you calm down, Alan? Have you ever gone through agony like this? Did you ever have something very important you suddenly drop right out of your life? Sure. Last week when I was walking down Main Street, my suspenders broke. (laughs) Make things worse, dear old. Before Betty left, she persuaded her father to come here for dinner tonight. Mr. Dick Pepper's coming here for dinner? Yeah, so be careful of your manners, will you? I don't want to see you dipping your bread in the gravy again. Alan, a lot of people dip their bread in the gravy. In other people's plates? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Alan. That's okay, but look, Zero, this is really an important occasion. If I handle this dinner right, I, I may be able to marry Betty, and Hubert Updike will be out of the picture. Here comes that Updike now. Yeah, Mr. Moneybags. I saw him doing his Christmas shopping over at the May Company yesterday. He was having a little trouble. Trouble? Yeah, he couldn't get them to wrap up the fourth floor. <laughs> look, Alan... I'll see what's in the kitchen for dinner. I can't stand that guy anymore. Oh, Alan, I'm here. I'm here. Come gaze at America's answer to the Taj Mahal. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you come in and sit down? Oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Welcome. But uh, really, I couldn't sit down in that chair. The cushion isn't thick enough. The cushion is three inches thick. I know, but I bruise so easily. Uh, Alan, maybe I had better sit down. Alan, I'm frightfully exhausted. Exhausted? <laughs> At uh, breakfast this morning, I had to swallow by myself. You had to swallow by yourself? Yes, my butler quit, the one who raises and lowers my Adam's apple. <laughs> Is that the one who follows you around with a birdcage when you walk pigeon-toed? Hubert, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to talk to you, but I haven't got i got to prepare dinner. You see, Mr. Dittenpepper is eating with us tonight. Oh, this is my chance to show you up, Alan. What do you mean, show me up? Papa Dittenpepper is dining with me tomorrow night at my estate in Beverly Hills. Uh-huh. And I shall serve him a rare delicacy, a kangaroo steak. <laughs> kangaroo steak? Yes, it comes with the mashed potatoes inside the pouch. <laughs> And, and you know I'm also serving chicken in a dish six feet deep. A dish six feet deep? Yes, the chicken will be able to turn over in its gravy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a witty one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hubert, please. Hubert, 
pepper tonight and you feed him tomorrow night and may the better man win. Oh, mother, dust off the paddles. This man is up the creek. <laughs> you don't frighten me, but I'm the one that's going to win Betty. Oh, don't be ridiculous, Alan. <laughs> I'm going to win Betty. I'm simply crazy about her. Yeah, don't make me laugh. Well, you like yourself better than you like Betty. Well, after all, I'm so much prettier than she is. <laughs> Say it again, Hubert. Let the best man win. Well, that's bully with me, Alan. Just plain bully. All right. And Hubert, before you go, let's shake hands on it. Here's my hand. Well, um... Hubert, why won't you shake my hand? I'm afraid you'll have to boil it first. <laughs> well, I'll roll. I'll roll. <laughs> Better get busy on this. Zero. Zero. Yeah, what's the matter, Ralph? Oh, that's Hubert Updike. He's having Mr. Dittenpepper over for dinner tomorrow night. So what? So what? Well, if Mr. Dittenpepper likes Hubert's food better than mine, he'll never let me see Betty again. Hey, Alan, I got an idea. Yeah. Why don't we make this a uh, caterer affair? Cater it? Yeah. Have somebody cater the dinner. That costs a lot of money, Zero. I don't think I have enough. Well, how much you got? Let's see. I got a greenback in this pocket and two greenbacks in this pocket. That wet weather brings in more frogs. <laughs> Look, don't worry, Alan. I know a joint that'll cater a dinner for practically nothing. Practically nothing? You do? Yeah. Then our problems are solved. What's the name of this place? Duffy's Tavern. Duffy's Tavern? Yeah. Is the food good there, Zero? Good. Believe me, Alan. Once you eat at Duffy's, you ain't never gonna eat at no place else again. <laughs> Sounds like just the thing, Zero. Yeah. Let's go over and have Duffy's Tavern cater the dinner. Oh, okay, Alan. I'll go call a cab, huh? Taxi! Hey, taxi! Oh, Zero, that's no way to get a cab. Why don't you try whistling? Oh, I did that once, Mr. Wallington, but all I got was a cock of spaniel. <laughs> what do you want a cab for, anyway? Well, uh, Alan and me are going down to Duffy's Tavern. You mean Alan and I are going to Duffy's Tavern? Oh, you going to come along, too? <laughs> No, I was speaking grammatically. What country is that from? Oh, zero. It's good English. Oh. By oh. using the right words at the right time, we make ourselves clear. For instance? Well, for instance, the right word to use when you speak of well-groomed hair is vitalis. Yes, vitalis and the 60-second workout is great for keeping dry, unruly hair under control, for keeping your scalp feeling better, too. That's because vitalis and the 60-second workout loosens a tight, dry scalp. Routes loose dandruff and helps prevent excessive falling hair. Not only that, there's no patent leather shine on your hair after you use Vitalis. No greasy, plastered-down look. Your hair looks well-groomed in a natural, masculine way. So get a bottle of Vitalis at any drug counter. Remember, if you want to look your best tomorrow, get your bottle of Vitalis tonight. Hello? Just a second, Duffy. Hello, Duffy's Tavern, where do you leave me? Three dots, your man just speaking. Duffy ain't here. <laughs> Hello, Duffy. Huh? Well, the guy just gave me a little more rope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we got a very nice crowd here tonight, uh, very high class. Oh, yeah, Second Story Jackson, uh, Machine Gun Van Smite, uh, uh, Dame Mae Fagan, uh, No Nose Mulligan, uh, One Eye Gold Bob, 
And his daughter, Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, Duffy, nothing but the carnage trade. Huh? Be sure to keep out all guys with blackjacks? Why, Duffy, they don't hit nobody with them blackjacks. No, they just want to make sure that what they're eating ain't moving. <laughs> well, look, I'll talk to you later, Duffy. Looks like a couple of customers are headed this way. Look where we are. This is the outskirts of town, Zero. Look at that off-looking junk pile over there. Alan, that is Duffy's tavern. <laughs> Gee, it doesn't look like a very high-class place. Well, come on in, Alan. That ain't a bad junk. Okay. Hey. Hey, Archie, the manager. Hi, Arch. Hello, Zypher. <laughs> hey, uh, Archie, Archie, I tried to drum up some business for you, but I wasn't sure if you did outside catering or not. Well, Duffy's Tavern prefers to do outside catering. When the customers is away from the joint, it makes it harder to determine the cause of death. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Alan, come here. Duffy's does catering. I want you to meet Archie, the manager. Archie, this is Alan Young. Hello, Archie. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, Archie, I, I've been trying to tell me, pal Alan, that you saved the hoy polloi. Yeah, but don't worry about it, Alan. We put the hoys at one table and the polloi's at the other. <laughs> Zero, I don't know if this is quite the right don't place. Don't worry, to... Alan. Hey, talk to Archie. I'm going over to the free lunch counter. Right. Uh, look, uh, now, to get down to the business at hand, Alan, I hear you want uh, Duffy's to cater a dinner at you. Yes. Well, I tell you the truth, I, I was expecting a different type of place. You was expecting a... Uh, yeah, perfectionist, the... huh? <clears throat> <laughs> no, but I just noticed those napkins on the table. What's wrong with them? Well, in most restaurants, the napkins are made from Irish linen, not cut down from old racing forms. <laughs> well, in other restaurants, don't take bets. <laughs> Look, uh, I ain't bragging about our clientele here, but it so happens that Edgar Bergen dropped in here yesterday. Gee, Edgar Bergen, the radio star? That's probably why you had that new sawdust on the floor. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate. Bergen sat McCarthy down a little too close to the meat grinder. <laughs> well, maybe I did get the wrong impression of this place. Oh, of course. You can't find a more elite joint. Do you uh, know that we even used to have finger bowls at the tables? Really? Yeah, but our female customers began taking advantage of it, you know. They started luxing their rundies. <laughs> By the way, that reminds me, leave us make up a menu for your dinner. Yeah, well, huh? is, is everything a la carte? A la carte? Well, we prefer to deliver in a truck. <laughs> <laughs> but, however, we bow to the wishes of our customers. Yeah. Well, what would you suggest as a main course? Main course? Well, maybe you would like uh, strictly an American dish, like uh, enchiladas. <laughs> well, no, no enchiladas. They're too hot. I tried them once when I was nine years old. Kind of hot, huh? Yeah, I'll never forget. I kissed the little girl next door and melted the braces off her teeth. <laughs> Must have been the enchiladas. I know it wasn't me. <laughs> Maybe you just happened to run into a cold cooker, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, look, what else could we give you? How about uh, some of this ham? Ham? Is it cured? Mr. Young, leave us not pry into its personal habits. <laughs> I've got to go with Ditton Peppers now. And remember, I'd like to have dinner served at 7.30 tonight. Okay, it'll be there. Well, well, I better shut the door quick. I'm letting all the flies out. See you later, Archie. <laughs>
Hope Mr. D is feeling good today. Oh, Margie. I'm always thinking of you, Margie. Oh. Oh, hello, Mr. Didden Pepper. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's me, Mr. Didden Pepper, Alan Young. My, what the rainy season washes to the surface. <laughs> I thought I wouldn't see you around here now that Betty's away. Oh, I, I didn't come to see Betty, Mr. Didden Pepper. I came over to talk to you about dinner tonight. Oh, yes, yes. Betty told me before she left that I was eating dinner at your place tonight. Mm-hmm. Personally, I prefer the Ritz. Serve any kind of crackers you want. <laughs> no, I meant the Ritz Plaza. I like some place with a hostess. I'll serve any kind of cupcakes, too. <laughs> oh, Alan, you're hopeless. Well, Mr. Dinnever, why do you say things like that at me? I'm an average young fella. I don't drink. I don't gamble. I don't know what 903 means. <laughs> All right, Alan, what time is dinner? 7.30, Mr. Dean. I'll see you later. Uh, oh, look, there's somebody coming up your walk here. You're getting company. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, it's Mademoiselle Yvette. Mademoiselle Yvette? Yeah, the Paris fashion expert. I'm planning a big investment. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get her to feature her styles in my department store. She's French, you know, from uh, northern France. Yeah, I could tell by that rugged coastline. You can... <laughs> She must have just arrived. Oh, and look how I'm dressed. I need a shave and... Oh, I'd better put on a tie. Uh, Alan, you talk to her. I'll be down in a few minutes. But, Mr. Didn't ever... Alan, this is very important for my department store. Now, keep her happy. Do anything she wants. Yeah. I'll be down as soon as I can. Yes, Mr. Didn't Pepper. She? Yes? Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought this house, it was Monsieur Didn't Pepper. It was? I mean, it is. It is. <laughs> Won't you come in? Oui, oui. Oui, yes. Uh, Mister, didn't have to be down in a few minutes. Won't you sit down? Uh, merci. Merci. <laughs> you're from Paris, aren't you? Oui, oui. Oui. I understand you're a fashion designer. Ah, mais oui. I design women's dresses, like the one I'm wearing. I designed this in Paris. Oh, you did? Oui. I cut this out on the other side. Uh-huh. You didn't leave much on this side, either. <laughs> Oh, Sherry, you do not like my gown. No, it isn't that. It's just that strapless gowns confuse me. They confuse you? Yeah, I can never tell if it's a skirt that crept up too high or a sweater that slid down too low. (laughs) Oh, you American man, you have such a sense of humor. And you are so young and handsome. (laughs) (laughs) Sherry, come sit down here next to me on the sofa. Uh, No. Come on, sit next to me. No. Come on. Uh-uh. <laughs> Sherry? Well, okay for Mr. Dittenpepper's sake. Oh, Sherry, must you sit so far away? Well, I'm not so far away. <laughs> I'm not far away. I can still see you if I squint. Oh, Monty. <laughs> Monty Bonbon, Yvette will move closer to you. In France, love is what makes the world go round. In America, we have scotch and soda. <laughs> Look, Yvette. Oh, mon chéri, do not be afraid. I'm not afraid, but I think... After all, love is just a game of chance, like roulette. Well, don't spin your wheel around here. <laughs> uh, Yvette, I'm just trying to keep you company until Mr. Tittenpepper comes down. You American men, you are so reserved, so shy. With the men in France, it's amour toujours amour. Really? In this country, amour is not important. Well, it's almost as big a company as Swift. (laughs) 
better. It's only fair to tell you I have a girlfriend. So what? Many businesses, they have a branch office. Uh, <laughs> you mean in France, fellows go out with more than one girl? Huh? May we? Nobody seems to mind. May we? That's just how things are, huh? May we? We shall sit closer now. We may. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Dinner will be down here in a minute. Besides, I couldn't do this to Betty. Oh, you American man and your girlfriend. Well, well, Mademoiselle Yvette, oh. am I glad to see you. Oh, Monsieur Dittenpepper, the pleasure is all mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've got the check ready, and I'm most anxious to close our business deal. Oh, you have the check. Oh, very good. Uh, pardon me a moment, Mademoiselle. I'd like to speak to Alan privately. Oh, certainly, Monsieur. Uh... Oh, Alan. Certainement. Yes, Mr. <laughs> Alan, you can do something for me now that will make me your friend. <laughs> Mademoiselle Yvette can give me all the advanced passions from my department store. <laughs> so if she can join us tonight at dinner, and we can impress sure, her... Sure, bring her along. There's only one thing. Now, to make her feel at home, I want you to make sure that you have French cooking. Oh, sure, French cooking. Oh, you were planning on having French cooking? French, yes. It's quite a coincidence, yes. <laughs> the whole dinner is being prepared by a French... Oh. Why, that's fine, my boy. Uh, who's arranging the meal? Henri of the Maison Bleu? <laughs> no, by Arche of Duffy's Tavern. <laughs> Friends, has this ever happened to you? You wake up in the morning, then you go in and brush your teeth, you have to glance at your toothbrush, and you find a tinge of pink. Not a very pleasant thing to happen, is it? And yet pink toothbrush can happen to anyone. But, Mr. Wallington, what do you, you do when it happens? Well, you see your dentist immediately. Let him decide whether it's serious or if it's simply a case of today's soft, creamy foods depriving your gums of the exercise they need. If that's the case, chances are he'll recommend the helpful stimulation of Ipana and gum massage. A national survey shows that seven out of ten dentists recommend gum massage. Not only that, but dentists themselves prefer Ipana toothpaste two to one over any other dentifrice for their own personal use. So why don't you start right away with Ipana toothpaste and gum massage? Remember, firm, healthy gums mean sounder, brighter teeth. And that all adds up to a more sparkling smile for you. Just ask for Ipana. And now a bow to our guest as the smart set sing Archie's Little Love Song. If it's Sunday night and you're out with your fella, you try dynamite but you can't make a mellow, sing this tune and by Monday noon, he'll be turned right into jello. Archie's little love song, ooh, that's the way to bill and coo. Archie's little love song, ooh, funny little words mean and I love you. Archie's little love song. Ooh, and leave it tear your heart apart. 
Allen has hired Archie of Duffy Tavern to cater his dinner. And he's also promised Mr. Dittenpepper that there'll be French cooking. Two hardly seem to go together. But let's look in on Allen and Zero as they await the historic field. Well, Zero, we're all dressed for dinner. Gee, I wonder how Archie's making out in the kitchen. Allen, don't worry about Archie. I told him he has to be a French chef tonight, just like you said. You sure he knows about French cooking? Ah, uh, well, Archie can do anything. He promised me the whole dinner would be French style. All French. Oh, that's fine. Uh, by the way, Allen. Yeah? What smorgasbord? <laughs> smorgasbord? Yeah. I told him specifically French cooking, not Mexican. <laughs> oh. oh, that's Swedish. Oh, probably kidding you, Zero, yeah. I guess. Ooh, that must be them now. I'll let them in. I'll go help. Okay. Oh, Margie, I'm always thinking of you, Margie. <laughs> Gee. Oh, hello, Mr. Dittenheber. Hello, Mademoiselle Yvette. Won't you come in? Thank you, Alan, my boy. Sherry, what a cute little cottage you have here. Thank you. Oh, but it is so masculine. Oh, well, someday you will have a woman's hand around the house. When I get married, it'll be to a whole girl or nothing. <laughs> he is so cute, no? Ellen, this is a special occasion. I brought over a bottle of champagne. Oh, la la, champagne. That's the bubbly stuff. Oh, mais oui. In France, if you like someone, you drink the champagne from their slipper. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Well, mon chéri? You want to sit around in soggy shoes all night? <laughs> Alan, Alan, I hope you got the French chef. Oh, oui, oui. I mean, yes, Mr. Dittenpepper. In fact, my French chef will probably announce dinner at any moment. Well, come vous and grab a grub. <laughs> was that? <laughs> I will translate. The come, she means come. The uh, grabe, she means grab. And what the grub means, you'll find out the hard way. <laughs> well, let's all sit down at the table. Uh, oh, I'm hungry. Well, that's fine, because we have a wonderful French meal prepared. Right, Arche? Oh, moisy, moisy. Yes. <laughs> um, the beautiful French dishes. <clears throat> Bully base, uh, ox coupons, uh, <laughs> uh, patty de popa, uh, poulet shawls, that's chicken with the gallbladder. <laughs> oh, delicious. And cheche uh, la femmes with avocados. <laughs> and uh, the beautiful caviar. French caviar? <laughs> Uh, the fish, he take a wrong turn on the vulgar. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to excuse Arche. He generally serves the royalty. Yes, but we take care of the pheasants, too. <laughs> but this is such a small party, I do not like serving just two monsieurs and one female sore. <laughs> by this cook. Is he really French? Madame, I am French from the ground up. Uh, but the way you talk. That is the ground up version. <laughs> of course he's French. After all, I should know. One Frenchman should know another. Oh, mon chéri, I did not know you were part French. Oh, part. Well, it isn't much. It's my great-great-grandfather, my father's side. He was the one. He was born in France? 
No, but he always wore Paris garters. <laughs> well, let's stop all this talk and eat. I'm pretty hungry. May we, but I cannot help thinking this chef is not French. Now, listen here, Fräulein. <laughs> Natural mistake. Archie was born right on the border. Shall we go on with the dinner? I am still puzzled by this man. Let me speak to him. Monsieur, come as a vows would do. I say, vous dansez, vous plaît. J'espère que vous ne me prenez pas stupide, mais je voudrais une portion de pommes frites. Parlez-vous français. So you were born in France, eh? Oh, si, si. Rouge latte? Know him very well. In fact, we are saving him for the main dish tonight. Uh, excuse him, moi. I have to go to the cuisine. Oh, this chef is so droll. Monsieur Dittenpepe, I have made up my mind. I shall give all my creations to your department store. Wonderful, mademoiselle. And as a deposit, here's my check for $5,000. Oh, merci beaucoup. Now, before we start eating, I'd like to propose a toast to Mamzelle Yvette's creations and their success in the Ditton Pepper Department Store. Oh, I will drink to that. Ellen, would you like to join us? Uh, oh, yes, Mr. Ditton Pepper. Well, here's the bourbon. Thanks. You mind if I have a chaser? Here you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that takes care of the chaser. <laughs> Delightful evening. Monsieur Dittenpepper, I think our partnership will be a great success. Well, that's fine, just fine. Okay, monsieurs, here is the soup du jour. Clam chowder. Clam <laughs> chowder? Boy, smell that Boston chowder. What are you talking? It's Coney Island chowder. How do you know? I ought to know. I lived in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> 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 so, Mamselle Yvette, huh? You're another better faker. Paris styles. Give me back my check. Okay, so here's your check. Can I help it if I'm a sucker for clam chowder? That's tell him, kid. Come on, leave us. Get out of here and get back to Ebbets Field. I'd like to show a dame like you how to get the first base. <laughs> Boy. See you later, Pop. Alan, boy, you've saved the Ditton Pepper Department Store a fortune. You can have anything you want. Anything I want? Can I get engaged to Betty? Yes, sir. I'll go along with you on that. And Betty and I can get married? I'll go along with you on that, too. And can Betty and I spend our honeymoon at Niagara Falls? I'll go along no, with... No, no. End of the line! <laughs> back in a minute. If you're suffering from a cold with all the annoying sneezes and sniffles, get quick relief from your cold discomfort with Minute Rub, a really modern chest rub. Just rub Minute Rub on the throat, chest, and back. In a minute, Minute Rub's soothing menthol vapors begin to clear that stuffed-up feeling in the nose and throat. In a minute, Minute Rub starts to bring a feeling of warmth and relief to those tight, sore, aching muscles. And listen, here at last is a chest rub that's greaseless and stainless. Disappears like vanishing cream and can't stain clothes and bed linens. So get a tube of Minute Rub and get relief from that annoying cold misery the modern way. The greaseless, stainless Minute Rub way. 
And now, here's Alan Young. Thanks, Jimmy. And Ed Gardner, I'd like to say more than thanks to you for being with us tonight. Friends, during the week, please remember the two fine products that bring you this show, Ipana for the Smile of Beauty and Vitalis for Well-Groomed Hair. Ipana, Vitalis. Until next weekend, this is Alan Young saying good night. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Time marches on, and it would appear that the time has come for me to get out of here. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope to see you again very soon. Bye for now. If you've enjoyed the shows you've heard during the past hour, be sure to tune in again next week, same time, same station, when once again, we'll listen to programs that are remembered today thanks to the involvement of Canadians in old-time radio. This is Devin Wilkins speaking. <laughs>